And so I show gratitude every morning I get up and I, I say, I say thank you for the small things, not just thank you that I'm alive and thank you for my health. I mean, I, I try to actually say specifically out loud what I'm thankful for. And that's, that's the first thing I do. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, joined by my sister, Carrie, who is also an MSNRN, the COO of Code Red, a wife, a mother, and lost over 100 pounds on the Code Red lifestyle and has kept it off for over 10 years. We would love you guys. We're happy to be here with you. Carrie's got a headache, but I begged her to podcast, and she is such a good sport. You know, I don't mind having a headache. It's just though I don't get them very often. I'm like you, Christy. We don't get headaches very often. I've had one like legit migraine that sent me to the ER. This is not it. This is, I mean, I've had all my water and I don't know what it is, but you know, when you and I get one, it's like, why do I have a headache? That's weird. You know? Yeah. So in fact, it's funny. My, I'm going to say this because I know my 11 year old daughter, Anne Marie does not <laughs> listen to the podcast, but she downloaded a flow tracker to track her flow. I'm doing quotes with my hands. Okay. So anyway, she says to me, mom, what's this word? And it was F-A-T-I-Q-U-E or D-G fatigue. It was fatigue. F-A-T. How do you spell fatigue? Anyway, however, however you spell it, you think M-S-N-R-N here anyway. And I go, oh, that's when you're really tired and you don't necessarily know why. So the tracker has her put in headache, a backache, you know, it's super cute. And it, it lets you see what your symptoms are during that time of the month. And kind of as the month goes on, because Christy says she always gets a headache the day before her time of the month. And it's, it's super interesting. So I love that in code red, we are tuned into our bodies that when I have a headache, I go, okay, did I eat something I wasn't supposed to? Am I not hydrated? It's not a guessing game, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have all these random feelings and I have no idea why, but when you, when you live the code red lifestyle, it's easier to pinpoint what's going on. So I think I know why reason. There's a reason. Thank you. So Anne Marie, if you have fatigue, mom, what's this? <laughs> if you have fatigue, you might want to put it on your flow tracker. <laughs> I love that I, about being a code red rebel is we, you know, we don't get the one o'clock, two o'clock lull in energy, like the standard American diet, the standard Americans in this country, 335 million people in this country. And we have the standard American diet, which is our government recommend food guidelines, which is completely flawed. And the reason why we are the sickest and the fattest in human history, if you eat the standard American diet, which is 60% processed carbs, then you are going to have that two o'clock lull. If I go eat at panini bread and or Panera bread, see, I don't yeah. even know the right word. Yeah. If I do the Carl's Jr. drive through I'm going to have a two o'clock lull because your blood sugar, sugar is going to spike and drop. And I was just telling my Christy in your corner people that, that are in the Christy in your corner program and our code red ringside program. I was just like, you shouldn't be having this two o'clock lull. There is a reason that you are feeling that way. So what is it? Let's get to the root cause, which is what we do at code red. We get to the root cause. hundred percent agree. And it's so nice to be tuned into our bodies. And it's interesting because I think you're a great example of someone who's tuned in 
And when something doesn't quite feel right, something just feels off, you know, you're super intuitive. And I, I think it's important to know our bodies. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, let's use Amory for an example. Like, well, what do you feel? Oh, I don't feel good. Well, what it, and same, by the way, same with my husband. Well, he's a little sick. How do you feel? Well, I just don't feel good. Well, what does that mean? Well, I just don't feel good. I feel, I feel bad all over. And I'm like, oh my, it's like a pediatric patient. Does it hurt here? Yeah. Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? You know, where does it hurt? So it's nice to be a coach and he's fine. He just has a little bit of a cold, but it's fine because it's like when you're a rebel, you go, oh, I have cramps in my calves because I have been drinking extra water and have not got my electrolytes in. Or I am tired because, or I have a headache because I didn't sleep well last night. My sleep score was low. And now my body is suffering for that. And I don't need to eat just, you know, so it's nice to be able to have some intuition into your body. Yeah. There's just no wondering with us. And I love that about, I love that about the lifestyle. We really teach you to be intuitive and so many people are, and we eat, we eat our two meals a day when it's right for us. And we space them five hours apart. We don't conform to what other people brainwash us into believing we do what's right for us. And I love that. Um, and Today, I like this about Code Red. I love this about Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle because we sometimes talk about medical things. We sometimes talk about physical things. We talk about weight loss. We talk about, but we talk about lifestyle. That's why we've named it that. And today, we're talking about you being happy when. I'll be happy when. And this is really touching on those of you who continue to say, well, well, you know, I'll get on track when, or, or, you know, things will be, things will be better when, well, our mother used to say, and still does wherever you go, there you are. Very true. I like to call it the pot of gold syndrome, Christy, Hmm. the pot of gold, because we all know that there really isn't a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That's an old, you know, myth. It's an old, old wives tale. But the truth is, is that people that are constantly chasing the pot of gold, they're never happy. They're never happy where they currently are. And there is a verse uh, in the Bible that says, I have learned to be happy with little. I've learned to be happy with a lot. I, or the Bible, the verse says, I know what it is to, to have plenty. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to, you know, to, to have all these things and not to have them. And I've learned to be happy and to be content, the Bible says, the use of the word content in any situation, wherever you are, there you are. And mm-hmm. I think if we're always looking for the pot of gold, then we will never, ever, ever be satisfied. Even if you actually did find that pot of gold, you're not going to be happy. Let's be honest. Mm-mm. I'm 45, Carrie's 47 at the time that we're recording this. And we have we to have- say that. <laughs> we have both lived a lot of life. And I remember all the things that I've done. I've done three bodybuilding competitions and, and I've had a fighting career and I've, I've traveled different places. And I, now looking back as you're talking, I'm thinking, do I have this pot of gold syndrome, you know, kind of thing. But I think back in the, I have a tendency to do that and I'm aware of it. And I'm making sure that I'm enjoying the journey. Cause I remember doing bodybuilding competitions and I would say, I did three and I placed in the top five in each one. And I would say, oh, if I could just place, you know, if I could just do well in one, well, then I wasn't satisfied. And I wanted to do a second bodybuilding competition. Well, if I can just get two under my belt, I would do good. And then, no, I wasn't satisfied. I had to do three. Well, if I can just place in the top, you know, and it was never enough. And I always kept saying, and I was never enjoying it in that moment. I would be like, yay, I guess I would be kind of like, yay. 
but I would constantly change my mind and say, well, I got to do the next one. And then in my boxing career, I'll be happy with five fights. Well, then 10 fights and then 15 fights. And I'm always, it's good to strive for things. That's not what we're saying, but to never be content and never be happy. Is that a good way to be? Some people live, Christy, that what you're saying, that moment to moment, for instance, vacation to vacation, they mm. get off one vacation. They're just thinking about the other one. And when do I get to go? And when I, I, I miss Christy a lot when I'm away from her, but if I always was like, when do I get to see her again? And I was always thinking about that. And that was my entire focus was when do I get to see Christy again? Then it would just be living visit to visit, you know, and that is just not a way to live your life. And it's sort of like, I'm trying to think of something you could relate to Christy, but the same is true with girls that plan really big weddings or people that are having babies, same, same concept. So you wait, 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 wait for the big day. You're waiting, you're pregnant. It's two months, three months, four months. Oh my God, pictures, gender reveal. Okay, bridal parties, showers, all this. And then you get to the big moment, you have the baby, you have the wedding. And it's like this letdown because you've built, been building it up for so long. Because I think that we as a society aren't content in the moments leading up to the event. We aren't content just being okay with our kids being five months old. Oh, I can't wait till they can walk. I can't wait till they're potty trained. I can't wait till they can go to school. You know, oh, I can't wait till they can say mama, trust me. Then they never stop saying it. <laughs> so it's that idea that it's always looking for the next thing. It's always moving forward in that wanting the next thing to happen. And that's a very addictive way to live your life. There's a country music song and I don't know the name of it. And I don't even know the artist off the top of my head. I know every word of it though. And the, the verse goes, you're going to miss this. You're going to want this back. You're going to wish these days hadn't gone by so fast. These are the good things. I take a good look around because you may not know it now, but you're going to miss it. So that's the, that's the verse. And it's, it's interesting. And I, and I remember I had a pretty bad problem with this. Like it really hit me when I won when I received the $10 million award. So which means that if I had done 10 million in revenue through the, the 10 pound takedown challenge and I got a big award and I had been dreaming of, I, you know, I dreamt of the $1 million award and then I got the $1 million. I had done 1 million in sales. And then, you know, only 1% of all entrepreneurs even make six figures, even make a hundred thousand in their business to have a million in revenue. I mean, I thought I was, I thought that was it. I mean, I thought I died. And, and then I turned around and said, I got to have that $10 million award. And then as soon as I had it, I was holding it in my hands. It's just big thing. I'll have it hung up behind me here in a little while. And the next award popped in my mind. Well, what's the next award? A hundred million. Okay. A hundred million. And I was like, Christy, like give it 20 seconds. Like I, 25 seconds went by and I was just like, well, what else? Well, what else? And it's, that's dangerous. And then I realized, oh, wow, you really don't enjoy the moment, do you, Christy? Christy and I both listened to evangelist Joyce Meyer, and she says it is not anybody's responsibility to make you happy. And I think this whole concept of into the road, into the rainbow, this idea, this phenomenon, Christy, I think it's based on being happy. I think it really, truly is. If you can be happy it's not anybody's responsibility. It's not the $10 million award responsibility. It's not the new baby you're going to have. It's not that hundred pound trophy from code red. It is not that new boyfriend, new girlfriend, new car, new, whatever it is. It's not any of those things. If you cannot truly be happy inside yourself, 
then you will always chase the rainbow and no, not the one with Skittles. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, people say it and, and we don't really do it, but it's wherever, you, no, it's, it's enjoy the journey. Well, mm-hmm. I don't, it's like hard. part of me, the entrepreneur part of me goes, oh God, and rolls my eyes and, and, and says, I have revenue goals. I have big dreams. I have big goals. I want to be on big stages. I want to be on big programs and podcasts and TVs and di- big things and big exposure. Well, enjoy the journey. And I'm like, oh, you know, screw you. Like, what do you know about what it, you know, like it's so I battle with this. But then I say, Christy, before I knew it, sis, these years, they, like like that Gaither song, love them while you can, the days turn into years and they they, they slip into years. And before I know it, the years have gone by and I'm like, what are you doing? You're constantly looking for the next big thing instead of just saying, I am content and I love my life. I'm happy where I am. It's nobody's job. I am responsible for my happiness. It's nobody's responsibility. And I am happy. Yes, I have goals, but I'm happy in the journey. Yes. And I think one way I heard it said again by Joyce Meyer, and I love this, was most of life is very normal. There aren't a lot of, if you look at your life, there aren't a lot of $10 million moments. Mm -hmm. There aren't a lot of weddings or babies. I mean, we hope that our lives are dotted with those amazing events, but most of life, Christy, because like here you are having achieved what you achieved, but I bet you still got up and you brushed your teeth. You put your shower cap on, you jumped in the shower and washed your face. You still put your makeup on like every day. You walked Vinny, you fed him, the dogs. I mean, so your life is still for me, wake up. No matter what happened yesterday, I got to put a load of laundry in today. I got to go out and let the chickens out. Even if my anniversary was yesterday, or if I got a huge bonus, or if I want a trip to Italy, I mean, I still got to get up and let the chickens out and the geese and make sure everyone's fed. They don't know, give them water. Still got to make Anne Marie breakfast, make something for Brandon, check on the goose eggs I have in the incubator. Life is laundry in, laundry out, clean up the house. Then they mess it up, buy groceries, fix the food, put it, clean up the food, vacuum the floors, sweep, wash the dishes, do more laundry, go to bed. I mean, really life is kind of 99% that even Christy, y'all may think Christy has a glamorous life looking at those awesome eyelashes she has Mm -hmm. on. But the truth is she still had to get up and walk her dogs and make her own coffee this morning. It's not, it's not quite what I think everyone has these ideas that like the rich and the famous, well, they still lay in bed and complain and yell at their kids and fight with their husband. I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not anything magical. No, it, you're, you're hundred percent right. And what, when I noticed that I was doing that, when, when I noticed that I was doing that, I decided to find the happiness in the little moments. It was, it was, I don't know, it could be something silly and stupid, like, I'm running and I'm crossing over a couple of green lights and they all turn green while I'm running or, (sighs) you know, like, so I don't have to stop my run, you know, or that, you know, my, my dog didn't have to stay in the kennel while I was gone, that he was comfortable enough with me being gone, that, that he got to just be out on his dog bed in the middle of the living room. Like these are things I just started celebrating the small things. I started smiling while I was just walking down the street. Nobody would see me. I started putting nice clothes on. Even if nobody would see me, I always say, well, it's a video day. You know, I got to be on camera, so I better do my hair and makeup. But it doesn't have to be a reason to put your best foot forward. It doesn't have to be something going on for you to brush your hair, to wash your face, to maybe put some mascara on, to put put an outfit on that looks good on you instead of always thinking it has to be a reason. It's just enjoying 
just living that there's breath in my lungs that my back doesn't hurt right now that I did I complete a three mile run this morning with no back pain. Like I'm really trying to appreciate, be grateful and be thankful and actually happy in the moments. If, if there's not, there's not going to be a $10 million moment every day. And there's not even going to be one every year. That's only a couple of those. Like you said, you nailed it, sis. There's only a couple of those in a lifetime. And I remember when you were here and we're just doing something like walking outside, check on the chickens. You know what I mean? I was just like, I'm going to be happy because in a couple of days, Chrissy's going to be gone and I'm not going to be able to walk out here and talk to her face to face. I mean, I still talk to her all the time, but it's different. Or mm-hmm. the time my mom and dad, when everyone was here for Thanksgiving, I just looked around and I said, I'm going to cherish this because you never know. Maybe we will never have a Thanksgiving like that. I hope we do. But I think that it has, you have to be happy in season and out. You know, whether, whether things are okay with your life or not. And I love the way Jim Gaffigan talks about people that have lost weight. If we, if we want to circle back around to weight loss, boy, you seem happier when you were heavy, you know, go eat something, you know, you seem so miserable. A lot of people, Christy on code red think I'll be happy when I get to goal weight. And you know what? I'm here to say, tell you, it's just another day. If you are not intrinsically happy, it's just another day. You're so right. Even myself, when I'm when I've gotten my weight up and then I get it back down and then I finally step on the scale and I see that number that I've been dreaming about and I go, <sighs> well, I mean, Vinny still needs to be walked. I still have to do launch. Still have to like, it's, it's that moment and you're proud of yourself. And, but uh, it's, it's gone. Like, it's just, the day has got to go on. Life has got to go on and you've got to do just normal stuff. So, and then we do notice with our rebels, we talk about the goal after the goal for this exact reason, because our rebels get really hung up on hitting that goal number. And then they, they just, they either go off the rails when they hit that number, or they, they don't know what to do with themselves now that they're not in weight loss mode. So transitioning them into the maintenance program that we have is vital because we transition you. You don't stop with code red. We have a transition period because we, we don't want you going off. We don't want your mind completely switching. We have to keep your mind. We got to switch you slowly. So this happens a lot when people hit goal weight and they don't know what to do with themselves. They completely go off the rails. They, they completely, they, their mind just spirals out of control. And they're like, now what do I do with myself? Well, we have to have a goal after the goal. I like to break things up into little mini goals. That's a great idea. I love the idea of mini goals. And I love one of our mentors and she spoke at our conference that we had last year. She just got skin removal surgery. And I, you know what I appreciate about her is that she loved herself and was happy before she had skin removal surgery. She wasn't like, when I can just get this skin off, I'll be happy. And I love that. Like the goals, she says, you know, I'm going to run this or, you know, in maintenance, I'm going to lift this much, you know. But one, one thing I was going to bring up, Christy, is the idea of intrinsic happiness, because that's kind of what we're talking about here. We're saying, don't chase the rainbow, all this, but you're going to say how. So we want to give you practical applications. So Christy, I want to know what you think are really important parts of you being intrinsically happy. Like what kind of things do, did you have to shift in your thinking? Well, this is why I put this in the, my success journal. I put at the bottom of every entry at the bottom of the page, it says list three things that I'm proud of today. And so my thing is definitely gratitude, showing gratitude for what I have. I have an awesome life. And I am so grateful. Something that is so far beyond anything I ever imagined that I would be able to live. Anything like this is just especially knowing what the way we were raised and what I came from, having to reach the levels and live the life I do. It's just, it's amazing. 
And so I show gratitude every morning I get up and I, I say, I say, thank you for the small things, not just thank you that I'm alive and thank you for my health. I mean, I, I try to actually say specifically out loud what I'm thankful for. And that's, that's the first thing I do. I think, I think the next thing I do um, is I try to, guys are going to laugh when I hear it, when you hear this, but I try to smile more, even when I don't need to, I try to, I try to smile when nobody's watching. I, I try to even just walking around my house when there's nobody there or walking down the street when I know nobody can see, I smile. I smile in my car when I'm driving. I think that really helps lift my spirits. I also say good things to myself and I say, I go, good job. You're doing really great. You know, you're, you're accomplishing a lot today. Wow. You're really staying on track. And I talk out loud to my process. I'm definitely a verbal processor and I'll say, all right. So what my goal is today is I'd like to. I'd like to, you know, whatever. I, if I can just get this done, I think that that'd be a really great stopping point. I actually say all these words out loud, but I always encourage myself out loud. And I say, you're doing great. Even, even not at goal weight. Like if my weight got, because our weight, Carrie and my weight fluctuate just like yours does, you know, our weight and maintenance, we're allowed to kind of fluctuate as things happen in our lives. And my weight will fluctuate and I won't be happy with myself, but I don't, I don't bash on myself. I just say, okay, like I know what to do. Okay, you know, what is it going to take for you to get back down? But I'm not, I still say kind words to myself, even if I'm not where I want to be. I like that. So positive self talk, be grateful for the small things and trying to show outward Smile. appearances yes. of, yeah, outward appearances of being happy. One thing that I think is really important, and, and again, some people don't like when we talk about religion. So I will just say spirituality, yes. whatever my spiritual walk is maintaining that has a lot to do with my intrinsic happiness. So if that is listening to the Joyce Meyer podcast, if you are Buddhist and that is, you know, making sure that you're, you know, how you have the little things for Buddha, the, the temple. What do you call it, Christy? The little, the little sacrifice and they put the fruit out. Sorry, you guys were very, <laughs> whatever that is. So if that's your practice though, if that's your spiritual practice, then please, like get your incense and your food, get it figured out for Buddha. Like if you're, and I'm not making fun, I'm being honest. Like I respect people that do that on a regular basis. If your belief is inner meditation, if your belief is guided meditation, whatever your spiritual belief, if it's Christianity, you know, listening to those positive podcasts, if you are LDS, you know, staying in the church and making sure that you're, you know, attending services, making sure that you're giving to the church and, and serving the church as you guys you know, that's a big emphasis in that religion. So whatever religion it is, I don't care. But maintaining your spirituality is such a huge part of intrinsic happiness for me. And another thing that I find is to be cognizant and grateful and giving to the people around me that I'm close to. I find that if I can get out of my own head, especially if I'm not having the best day, you know, I had a headache this morning. I would have loved to have just gotten back in bed and not had to get up and feed anybody. And not had to get up and let chickens out. Like I would have loved that. That does not exist in my world, by the way. But I, that would have been great. But you know what? When I got up and I went outside and I, I moved the baby chicks around and got them new food and got their little, you know, little, little new water. And they were so happy and new straw. They were just thrilled. It moves you beyond whatever's going on in your life and helps you become more intrinsically happy. So in one thing I like to do for my husband is to make him breakfast every morning. He doesn't expect me to. It's something I really enjoy. Again, that takes me outside of my own selfishness and helps me to give to another person that I am grateful for. I'm very grateful for him. 
you know, doing something nice for Anne Marie. Anne Marie, what can we do together today? You want to paint your nails? Yeah. Can you braid my hair? Yes. I'd be happy to have your Aunt Christy braid your hair because you know <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, wait a minute. I don't think you, well, I can't braid the hair. But I mean, I think reaching outside of your own sphere and outside of your own emotions or whatever's going on in your own head helps you to become more intrinsically happy because it gets you out of your own headspace and you can recognize what other people are. Sometimes part of our unhappiness is because we, mm, and we just kind of curl up in these little balls and I don't like this and I don't, and I, there's dust on my desk and we still haven't organized papers for taxes. And it just gets you so unhappy about things. So I think kind of stepping outside of your own bubble to me really helps with spirituality, really helps with being intrinsically happy, which is the key to not always chasing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I like to also make little bite-sized goals for myself. I know that even just early in the morning, I always make my bed. And there are studies, data and research that have backed up the fact that you're starting your morning off with a, a task completed right off the bat within minutes of waking up within you know a minute, 60 seconds of waking up, you started yourself off with a, a completed task. It sets yourself up for the whole day. I don't know all the science behind that. It makes sense when I say it like that. But I always make my bed as I feel my bed is nice and tight and it's no wrinkles and it looks real good. I'm proud of my possessions. I'm proud of my house. I'm proud of my bed. I'm proud of the things. So why wouldn't I not take care of that? Of course I would. You know, I want to take care of my stuff. And then I make little goals that are achievable, attainable, that are timely. I'll just feel good about, okay, my, my goal is to organize my closet today. And, and then I chunk them up. I chunk up these little bite-sized goals. And we also, for you guys, if you have a lot of weight to lose, chunking it up, I think Carrie lost over 100 pounds, so you'll have to speak to this, sis, but chunking it up into smaller bite-sized pieces, you would suggest people do that, right? Especially if somebody comes and has 200 pounds to lose, you, you can't really think about that 200 pounds. You have to say, I just want to be 299. Like I've never been 299. I've always been in the 300s. So I just want to be, even if it's 299.999999, like I don't care. I just want to have something with a two. And then I'm going to get to where it's something with a two and a seven. I don't care if it's 279.999. Like, you know, you have to kind of just not think about the entirety. It's sort of like getting a PhD or going to, you know, going to graduate school, going to any kind of college. I mean, let's be honest. It feels overwhelming. When I wanted to become a nurse, it became very, it felt very overwhelming when you look at all the classes. But if you think, I just have to do this semester, that's it. Just finish this semester, get good grades. And then I just have to do next semester. And if you think of it semester to semester, before you know it, you're a nurse, you're done. Same thing with graduate school. Don't think about your defense and your thesis. Just worry about this class you're in right now. Same thing with weight loss. And this will keep you happier because as you get and attain small goals, you'll feel proud of yourself. And that adds to feeling good and not getting overwhelmed with the situation that you're in. Well, a lot of you guys suffer from I'll be happy when, and it's just simply not the way life works. And you are wasting your life if you constantly live for the next big thing, because there are not enough big things out there to keep us going. And if you are down in the dumps and depressed until your next trip to Europe or until your kid's next, you know, honor roll ceremony, then you are the next soccer game or something that, you know, like it's good to look forward to things, but not in order to keep you happy. You can't function like that. You keep you happy and it's your responsibility. It's not your spouse's. It's not your partner's job. It's not your kid's job. Nobody looks out for you, but you, you keep you happy. So 
don't do this baloney of, well, I'll be happy. It, I'll be happy when, I mean, we get it that, that your son got a DUI and you want to get through Tuesday to, you know, before, so you can get through the court hearing, you know, like whatever we get that things happen and you'd like to get through it. But so many people don't start their weight loss journey until they get through certain things and they end up putting it off. Well, I'll start on Monday. I'll start next month. Well, it's not going to get any easier. We've done a podcast on that. So you might as well just start same thing with your happiness. Don't just wait for the next big thing. I think it's really important to put out, point out here that Christy has never been a mother because she said <laughs> the next soccer game. And let me just tell you, as a mom who sat through a bunch of soccer games, I would rather sit through anything than a soccer game. They were horrible. I know I'm probably going to get some hate emails, but I'm just telling you, ain't nobody looking forward to the next soccer game. That's all I'm saying. Carrie, you know, it's been a while since you and I, and we never had, you know, we were in sports, but mom and dad really never even carry. You know that nowadays that parents pay thousands of dollars to be in these soccer leagues and stuff. Like I had a best friend years ago who was obsessed with her kids soccer. And it was like, oh, these kids ain't going to college on this. What are you doing? It's like the next Cristano or something. And I was like, what, what, you know, what, what the heck? And she was upset thousands and thousands of dollars on plane tickets, hotel rooms, uniforms. They change uniforms all the time, new cleats all the time, new training things that they put in their backyard. Oh my gosh. Like there are people that are obsessed with it. I had to throw that in there. It's when you don't just play school soccer. It's when you join the leagues. Oh, so school soccer is just school soccer. I mean, you go pay the local uh. schools. It's when they pick up these summer leagues and these other leagues. I know, and, and not to hate on soccer. I just not one of my favorite sports to watch. We didn't do it growing up. So I, maybe I just don't understand it. Ugh. But anyway, it's interesting. Anne Marie is thinking about doing marching band, Christy. And yeah. they have to do marching band camp. And it's Monday through Friday in the summer for two weeks all day, like eight to five, you pick them up like at five or six in the evening. And I'm like, may the odds be ever in your favor, Amory. I will pack you a lunch and a couple water bottles. I'll pick you up. Oh, gosh. Marching band and cheer. These have become really serious sports. Like these people travel all over. They have long practices. They're gone the weekends. It's crazy what the commitment level these kids have to these things like uh, cheer. It's not just like it was when we were in high school. Like these are major competitions and the outfits mm. and everything, like the practices, these Expensive. girls are getting thrown up eight stories in the air and tumble 18 times and come back down and someone catches them. I'm like, Oh dear God, like this is an ICU nurse nightmare, mom nightmare. So I'm really glad that Anne Marie wants to do marching band. I feel like that's relatively safe <laughs> as far as, <laughs> as far as balls go head injuries. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle talking about I'll be happy when. No, you'll be happy now. And happiness is a choice. And you choose joy, peaceful on purpose, as Joy says. And I choose joy. I choose happiness. I choose every day to have a good attitude. You choose these things. You can control more than what you think. We've done podcasts called You Can Control More Than What You Think. Like, look, there's over 150 podcasts out there. So we pretty much done one on everything. And this one is no exception. We, we want to remind you that this is not something that you can just like look, look to the next $10 million moment. Very few moments like that happen in our life. If you're always looking over the rainbow and always looking for the next best thing, it's going to affect the years that are left in your life and you'll get left behind. So be happy right now. Be happy in this moment. Be content in this moment, wherever you are be content. And that's the message we want to send to you today. Yeah. We want you to always strive 
but enjoy enjoy the process really enjoy the journey and don't be one of those people that say i'll be happy when all right you guys don't forget to join us in the code red private network you can go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash app to get in create your free account and be connected with a one-stop shop off of social media no ads no algorithm no drama no censorship We love the Code Red Private Network. So we'll see you guys in it. We'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help... Let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs, and see what we can do for you. Until next time, rebel on.